Welcome back to Back to All Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross and Joe Ostrowski here with you to talk about our plays for the College Football National Championship. Before we get to that, let's talk about some college football insights per BetMGM on who the public is backing to win the Natty. As far as line movement goes, uh, Georgia has been the favorite ever since they knocked off TCU in... <laughs> in uh, explosive fashion uh, in that yeah. title game. Uh, Georgia, uh, plus 250 to win it all, shortest odds. Uh, it's gotten even shorter to plus 225. Alabama went from 7-1 to one to 6-1. to one. Michigan from 10-1 to one to 8-1. to one. LSU from 20-1 to one to 12-1. to A lot of value lost on the Bayou Bengals. Looking at uh, some of these line movements, Joe, what stands out to you? Oh, you're going to skip over Colorado? Good job. Yes. <laughs> it's you know what? I'm going to wait on Colorado because, you know what? what? What is it? Like, whenever we're planning, like, a news rundown, you have the kicker at the very bottom, like, something light and frothy. That's what Colorado is yeah. going to be for this. Uh, I, I'll tell you what, what stands out at the very top, which is most of, of what you mentioned right there. The, the Al- people just can't stray from Alabama after, you know, no playoff a year like, ago. Here they are, second favorite, and the number drops six to one. Uh, the other thing that stands out, it, it, obviously Georgia, the gap between Georgia and the rest of the field after back-to-back championships, that makes sense. Third and fourth, though, is really interesting to me. It's in my neck of the woods that you have, um, you go two SEC teams, then you go two Big Ten teams. And are we going to see another year where two Big Ten teams make the college football playoff. Well, the odds are suggesting, yeah, it could happen. Or they're also kind of suggesting, well, we'll find out in the last game of the year, like we do most years, at least where Michigan is nowadays. Uh, for them to be back-to-back 7-1 to one and plus 850, the third and fourth favorites for the title, they're kind of like, yeah, there's a, there's a decent chance that that does happen again. Uh, that's what stood out to me at the top. I think what we are forgetting to do here is remember the Georgia-Ohio State game, the national semifinal, that contest. Mm. Because I think the lasting impression we have of Georgia is just what they did to TCU, absolutely dismantle them. But I would make the case that TCU got really, really fortunate to make it that far. Yeah, they beat Michigan, but there were a million things that could have happened along the way where TCU could have lost another game, and then they wouldn't have even been in the playoff Instead, it would have been Alabama, and I don't know if Alabama would have won the Natty, but I think it would have changed things drastically as far as how these teams looked. But I think we're forgetting Mm -hmm. that Georgia did have a legitimate scare in that semifinal game. Uh, They were down 14 to start the fourth quarter. They needed a go-ahead score and two-point conversion in the final minute, and Ohio State had to miss a uh, 50-yard field goal try at the buzzer. So... The question for Georgia is not so much if they can get there. I think they're as much of a guarantee to make the college football playoff as anybody uh, since the playoff began. But are they going to win the SEC? Probably, but it's not a guarantee. Alabama and LSU, they're Mm -hmm. both really good. If they don't win the SEC, they can still make the college football playoff as a three-seed or four-seed. So fine, whatever. But then what do they do once they're there? And I think that conversation is really important in this exercise for who's going to win the national championship. You look at highest ticket and highest handle, 
Both belong to Michigan. 15.8% for ticket, 19.6% for handle. I look at this and say there are a lot of folks who feel like the Wolverines offer some real value, and they're willing to overlook a couple of dud performances in the playoffs the last couple of years. Yeah, heading into that uh, championship game before steamrolling TCU, that's the most points that Georgia gave up all year. Don't forget about that LSU game, too, where they ended up giving up 30 before 41 against Ohio State. So, yeah, I, I see exactly where you're coming from. And maybe Georgia got a little lucky with how it, it panned out going against TCU. It was shocking that TCU got there. And you're right, everything did fall their way. But as soon as the matchups came out, they, okay, okay, we know who had the easiest draw here. And uh, it didn't really surprise anyone. It, it's, it's deserved, though. Don't you think the plus 225 versus plus 600 and the rest of the field uh, thereafter with, with everything that they've accomplished over the last couple of years? Uh, do you find the TCU run, uh, do you find that you're more open to the idea of let's find a surprise team in a conference where everything does fall their way? No, I don't, because pretty much every other year, it hasn't happened. TCU, I I don't want to call it a one in a million, but probably like a one in a hundred kind of outcome for them. Where, I mean, look, the Big 12 was largely discredited, you know, with the exception of Texas and Oklahoma. There was a year where we found an excuse not to include either TCU or Baylor the first year of the college football playoff. Instead, letting in Ohio State, they wound up winning the whole thing. Fine. But we found an excuse not to let either of those teams in. Instead, we had a year where, you know, yeah, it was hard not to let TCU in because there really wasn't that other obvious case. Alabama had two losses despite having some fantastic strength metrics. I, I get the year prior, uh, Cincinnati made it. And so I guess a group of five team can make it. But what we're seeing in college football is that, you know, and this is something that shouldn't be a surprise to any of us. This is really top heavy. It's really hard when we're talking about teams that are actually in contention to win the national championship. There are only maybe three or four of them. And yeah, you're going to get a team from the outside, make the college football playoff. But so what? They're going to lose at some point, either in the semifinal or in the last game. And they might lose badly. So in right. this exercise, okay, if you want to pick like an outside team to make the playoff, yeah, let's have that conversation. And we will later in the week. But for who's going to win the title, I do not want to have anything to do with an outsider. So, yeah, and this is talked about, all, I think this is important because it's talked about all the time um, with this setup of a four-team playoff. Just find someone that can get there. Find someone that can get there. And with baseball, I think that is a much different conversation than college football. Mm -hmm. Okay, so let's play that out. Let's say you had a big ticket on TCU. You didn't do to make the playoff. You did title. You got triple digits, and you're you're bragging about it all season. You, You were right. Okay, your team got there. Okay, you're there. Now what do you do? If you're level-headed, you know you're not winning the championship. How do you make money (laughs) off that ticket? The point spread is 13. What do you do? So that's why I think that just happens way too much, I think, in this space. Oh, you just got to get there. Just got to get a team. But 
Okay, you might get there, but what do you do when you're a two-touchdown dog? What are you going to lay on the other side with the money line? Are you going to lay all that uh, on the spread, a two-touchdown spread as well? How confident do you feel? Because guess what? You could easily lose that, uh, that hefty bet that you would have to uh, put down to make some money. How many times have we seen Notre Dame make the playoff oh. or play for the BCS <laughs> National Championship, like combine those events, and then they yeah. get shellacked? There's a reason for this because mm -hmm. the schedule might set up in favor for them and they may look good compared with who they're playing, but then they face an SEC team, usually Alabama, and they get smoked. And that's the point. It's not just getting into the dance. What do you do once you're there? College football is very different from all of these other sports where there are tournaments and playoffs involved because the best team almost always wins. It's just how it sets up. Recruiting mm -hmm. is top-heavy in college football. If you have talent year after year after year, you are just going to be bigger, faster, stronger, and you are going to pulverize the competition. That's just the way it works. And so let's take this season, for instance. Notre Dame looked great in week zero. They covered the spread, and they did it in glorious fashion. Do I really believe that Notre Dame, if they make the college football playoff, can shock people? No. Absolutely not. Put them up against Alabama, LSU, Georgia, anybody from the South. They're going to get shellacked. We know this. Yep. yep. Why, why all of a sudden do we believe that just making the playoff is an achievement and then maybe you can surprise folks in two games? It's not going to happen. Yeah. If you want to do make the playoff and make, do, do that sort of a bet, that is a very different market than win the title. Because we just illustrated about why it's not just about getting to the final four. It is different in that fashion. Let's talk about, but with that said, let's talk about value. And you mentioned Notre Dame at 30 to 1, and I'm completely on board. We've seen it too many times until proven otherwise. No, to win the title, absolutely not. Uh, I do find myself looking at the very list, the top of the list for the Heisman, because you, you've got a USC quarterback as your 5 to 1 favorite. And then an LSU quarterback, the second favorite at 10 to 1, and their numbers have come down from 20 to 1 down to 12 to 1. Then there's Texas. Then there's Florida State. Find it interesting because Texas and Florida State are both 20 to 1. USC is 20 to 1. Are you interested in any of those teams? I've got to be honest. Even though I've just said this and it's about winning the title. I'm very interested in Florida State because of their path, and I think they're real. They are real, and they have so many starters returning. I believe it's eight on offense, nine on defense. They hit the transfer portal, but the biggest thing is, do you believe in Jordan Travis? And I do, and uh, it might look stupid after the week one games. Now, the tough ones are what? Week four, they, they go to Clemson. Now, if they get off to a 4-0 start, I don't know what's going to stop the Knowles from – nearly running the table in this conference i do like florida state at 25 to 1 can, can you buy in a little bit there i can buy in a little bit just because yeah. i think defensive continuity matters a great deal something that bob stoles talked about before in terms of evaluating you know how how good your talent is coming back uh, offensively sometimes you can find some outliers especially at quarterback but defensively you want as many guys coming back as possible and at least showing you something the year prior. 
And I believe Florida State is ranked second in terms of defensive continuity as far as starters returning, all that stuff from last year to this year. So that's going to help Florida State a good bit. I do own a Clemson to win the ACC ticket, so I still believe Mm -hmm. in the Tigers there. But I still think Florida State, I think there's a great argument to be made at 25 to 1. They offer some real value. Uh, Paul, you've got a question about this idea of how to approach betting on the Natty. So if you're we're ruling some of those teams out, are you almost if you're gonna take a shot, should you might as well do it with an SEC team? Like I know we're talking about the non I'm talking about Texas A and M, to be honest. Forty forty to oh, one, okay. fifty to one. And uh, the point you were just making about returning starters, they've got twenty returning starters, so they've got that. But it's yeah. like Notre Dame's gonna if they get there, they have no shot. So, like, you can bet them to make the playoff. But if you're going to bet a team like A&M to make the playoff, should you just bet them to win the Natty? Also, is are these just dumb bets overall, do you feel like? And, and this is a very specific to a specific team. Uh, in other words, there are groups of teams where you would say, okay, don't bet on them to make the playoff because you're losing value. Bet on, the win, bet on them to win the Natty because, say, recruiting rankings are really good. They're in a really good conference. If they survive that, then you know the metrics address a lot of team strength. I don't like A&M, but I like that process. And that's probably why a few years ago, if you settled on LSU with Joe Burrow and company, that process would have worked there. And there yeah. may be a couple of other teams that make sense. I probably, if you like that process, would back Tennessee maybe. Uh, if they do get one surprise against Georgia and then Georgia wins the SEC, uh, or say Tennessee wins the SEC, runs the table, Georgia has that one loss, they beat, out, beat up on everyone else, um, Tennessee might make a lot of sense if you take that process. You may be able to open that up with a Big Ten in Wisconsin, but I would do that tentatively, maybe not so much with them, maybe with Penn State perhaps. But I do think that school history matters a great deal. Uh, have you won a championship recently? Uh, you know, what are your win, wins and losses over the last several years? If you have sort of that mm-hmm. history of success and you include this process, I think there's a case to be made. Yeah, Michigan back-to-back playoffs. I, it feels like a lot of people are willing to take that leap now because we they've seen them be yeah. there. Uh, but to your point earlier about how, how the best teams usually win, I do see that gap. After four, you go from Michigan, it drops to LSU, Clemson, Penn State, USC. We were talking about their defense uh, with Michael Felder uh, last segment. But, yeah, anybody else that has value? You mentioned possibility Wisconsin. They're still hanging around 70. Mm-hmm. Not not really. I, I think it's those. Yeah. We pretty much have said them all. Uh, a lot of folks are betting on Colorado. $1,000 bet to win a quarter million to win the Natty. Don't do it. Please don't stop. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, today's MLB card and the National League MVP race just got a whole lot more interesting right here on the BetQL Network.